KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. We're now proudly presented by our friends at the Iowa State University Foundation. Right now, Iowa State students and faculty are giving their best to make our state and world a safer and healthier place. Your gift to Iowa State can move what matters, from opening doors to a great education and sharing Iowa State's best with the world. Make a gift at movewhatmatters.com. Now, for the latest on all things Cyclones, here's your host, Cyclone Fanatics, Jared Stansberry. Welcome into another Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry. Of course, we're going to break down some Iowa State basketball on this week's program. A little bit of a shorter episode. We're only going to do two segments this week, but we're going to talk Iowa State men's basketball, and then we'll flip it over to the women's side to close the show with Connor Ferguson here in just a little bit. But we've got Cyclone Fanatic uh, contributor Brent Bloom on the line here to talk some Iowa State men's basketball. Uh, Bloom, how are you doing today, man? Good, man. Just a beautiful January day in Iowa. Can't beat it. They Aren't they all just beautiful uh, in, well, the month, when, in the month of January? When both the men's and women's team are tied for first in the Big 12, near the halfway mark, all of them are beautiful days. Can't beat it. That is absolutely uh, absolutely true. Iowa State now on the men's side projected to uh, split the Big 12 title with Texas in the regular season after their win uh, the other night against Kansas State at Hilton Coliseum, 80-76. to 76. Uh, The Cyclones have been shorthanded here really the last week or so, I think, when you, you look at what Caleb Grill has been battling through from an injury perspective after already being shorthanded with, with Jazz Koontz out. But, I mean, that game Tuesday night to me, Bloom, was – was a real statement because it it was them when they're not, everything's really going their way. Kansas state's hitting shot after shot yep. and, and you're still able to just, you're, you're figuring out a way to make it happen, you know? And uh, that was just, that was really impressive against a team that's playing at really high level ball right now. No doubt. It, that was a top 10 second half from just two really good basketball teams going at it. If they have Duke and North Carolina, on their jerseys, that's an all-time classic. Mm-hmm. But it's Iowa State and K-State, it's on ESPNU at 8 o'clock, and probably nobody really noticed. Even though it's two top 15 teams who played like it, uh, our guy Brian Lazier ran the stat. I don't know if you, you saw this, Jared, but K-State scored on 11 of its final 14 possessions in the second half. Iowa State scored on 13 of its final 15 possessions. The points per possession in the final eight minutes of the game was 1.98. Wow. which is insane. Like the, and it, I, it was good defense. I mean, mm-hmm. no couldn't miss. Yeah. Um, Mashu did a couple big ones and Gabe Kalsher again was phenomenal. And, but that the pass that, or the play that sticks out to me, I think that is indicative of this whole season for Iowa state. Iowa state's lead is what cut to one or two. And then they run the lob for Oshun off Lipsy who throws it. I mean, that pass has to be right where it is. It's, or that's a steal or it's going off the backboard. And Shun dunks it, and Iowa State kind of at least got a little more room for comfort there. But that was an unbelievable pass in that moment for Taman to make that play. And Iowa State was just great. Iowa State was great down the stretch and had a lot going against it when you consider the injuries and the environments and everything else. Uh, that's a big-time win. Again, this team started to add them up, stack them up, but that's another memorable one for Iowa State. Incredible catch and finish on Shun's part two to be able to catch it and oh, spin yeah. in the air with a guy behind him. I mean, an all around high level play. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, TJ talked after the game where 
Kansas State had started to sag Tim and Lipsy's defender so deep into the paint, basically daring him to shoot. Yeah. The thing I think teams forget is when you give a guy like Tim and Lipsy the opportunity to stand there and wait for somebody to come open and you don't put pressure on the basketball, that's like the last thing you want to do. You know, Tim and Lipsy is going to stand there all night and wait for someone to come open if that's what you're going to allow him to do. Great point. I remember once I was listening to a, an NBA game with Bill Walton was doing, this is like 20 years ago. And he goes, Rick Fox is an elite entry passer. I'm like, what the hell? Like nobody's an elite entry passer, but now Tatum, Tatum and Lipsy is an elite entry passer. I mean, think about all the, he is, he has, he missed one yet this year. Like it is a skill that where you can throw the ball amongst defenders to your guys. So Tame and Lipsy for all the great things he does, his, his entry passing, maybe his greatest asset. Yeah. And he, he does a great job of just getting the ball to people where they, where they need it. And that's where I think, you know, Gabe Kausher has been getting to his spots and he has just been hitting shots. I mean, it, it just is, it's been really impressive to watch yep. And when he's able to get, you know, drive it to his left and hit and take that step back shot right there at the, in the elbow range. He's starting to look like his old teammate, Isaiah Brockington with that, uh, with that one. It's it's no, you're right. And and then the other part that, or I've seen was really humming there in the second half was Jaron Holmes. If he gets an undersized guy on him is a bully. Mm-hmm. And that I, I would say just hasn't had that. I mean, he, he can literally just bulldog you into the post and it's what Deandre Kane did to so many teams back in his day. That's something Iowa State didn't have before. So, again, you know, you look at the metrics now. Iowa State's been phenomenal in offense ever since Trey King became eligible. I mean, they're top 10 in the nation good on offense. And at some point, you're not a fluke because you're halfway through a really good defensive conference, and Iowa State is the best offense in the conference. And I don't – I mean, yeah, have they? has Gabe Kalsher shot out of his mind? Yes. But it's not like he's he, – there's been a couple ones like, oh, my gosh, how did he make that? But a lot of it – is within the system, and it's Jaron making the easy play or Taman making the right pass or Shun finishing at the rim, and it, it, it's very reproducible right now. Yeah, and it just they just play together really well, you know? Yep. And, it, and I think that that's the – there's nothing flashy about it, so that's where people I feel like can like try and knock the offense. And, you know, certainly there might be some nights where people are inconsistent. They're almost halfway through Big 12 play at this point. You know, like they, they've strung together 10 games in a row of basically playing good offense for most of 40 minutes. The Oklahoma state game, I think would be the biggest, uh, the biggest caveat there, but it's like, at some point it's not just, Oh, they're hot right now. And it's like, Oh, okay. These guys might actually be pretty good. And I think that that's kind of where, you know, I listened to uh, Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish do their podcast on CBS. I think two weeks in a row, Iowa state's game in the middle of the week has led the podcast. And it's wow. like, and you can tell that they're starting to take notice, you know, mostly because they're playing teams that Iowa State's already noticed, or they'd already noticed Iowa State's playing Texas, playing Kansas State, and you beat them. And that's like, those are two statement wins. But I think people are starting to understand like, oh, okay, these guys might be the real deal. Great point. And it's starting to remind me, just for the old heads, of that Eustachy team in 2000 and 2001, where at some point everyone kind of realizes, oh, wait a second. Iowa State has now passed every single test. We're over halfway through the season. I guess let's just start talking about them as an elite team and a top 10 team. It took a while for those teams, but then it's like you keep racking up the wins, and at some point your your resume is what it is, and Iowa State's really good. And, and I think it's time for cycling. And I think the, the, the fans have because Hilton is as healthy as it's been in mm-hmm. a decade. 
And I think everyone's starting to realize, oh my gosh, like this is a top 10 team and let's, let's hitch our wagons and enjoy this ride because uh, not only can this team compete in the upper half of the big 12, you, you're asking me right now, there's no reason they can't at least t- share this thing this year. I mean, they're, they're halfway through and they're tied for first and they have the tiebreaker on Texas and K-State at this point. So why you know, it's kind of like, you know, why not Iowa state? Why not now? Right. And you do still have to make some tough road trips, but you do, you know, I mean, Kansas state still has to go to Allen Fieldhouse. I think Texas still has to go to Allen Fieldhouse. Like they've still yeah. got some tough ones coming up as well. Right. I mean, it, I would say it is now played hasn't Iowa state played everybody in the, in the top half and has competed against everybody. So, I mean, what's to say Iowa state and Iowa state's won road games. Iowa state has, I think, I think the best so TCU winning at Kansas is probably at the top, but then Iowa state winning at TCU is going to end up as just one of the better games, one of the better right. wins on the road. So Iowa state's already gotten a couple and uh, it's nice to kind of, you know, I don't really like the timing of the sec challenge, but I do like it in this spot. Cause it's like, you could take, listen, I want Iowa state to win Saturday and it would definitely help to win the game, but it doesn't kill you if you lose because you got a big one on Monday night, and that's a game if you want to win the Big 12. We're going to say this over and over again the last four weeks. you got to win the games you're supposed to, and that means home games and then games like the one at Tech and at West Virginia where everybody else has won so far. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the key. It's like you can't slip up against some of these not very good teams. You know, like when you – Texas Tech – is not a very good team. We not we right saw now. it coming. Not a good team at all, I don't think. And now they're keep they have guys even I think Pop Isaacs was on crutches at the end of the game last night. Uh you know, Amox back in a boot from what I what I heard after uh when he was sitting on the bench last night. So like they're not getting any closer to being full health and being full strength. And you you cannot go to Lubbock and and slip up if you have any hope of wanting to win the run the table, you know, right. like I, you don't have to go undefeated, but that's one of those games you just cannot lose because you have, you still know there are scheduled, there's games left on your schedule that are very likely losses. This is a super interesting three day stretch for Iowa state because yeah, it's, it's, there's a right. Iowa state and Missouri is a rivalry. Now it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit, just with Missouri going to the sec. They're breaking out the retro jerseys. You know, that this would be a statement win for Dennis Gates. If you think about Missouri's on the bubble, this would be a big t- I, like that's the other thing. Iowa State is starting to get now the best shot from teams. This isn't yeah. Iowa State from the pro mayor coming in towards the tail. It's like, oh, you know, we'll we'll have half half the arena full. It'll be a full house at Mizzou Arena, and Iowa State's a top ten team coming in there. You're going to get everybody's best shot now, so that's one. But then you turn around, so you play at one o'clock. Uh, I heard today Iowa State's going to fly back to Ames and then get back on a plane on Sunday. That's not a short trip to Lubbock. It's a charter flight. It's not a big deal. But there's that's a lot of movement getting ready for a Monday night game. And, and, and Tech is not very good, but good golly, they need a win. So they're going to come at Iowa State, too, and we'll see what happens. You're dealing with some health situations for Iowa State, some guys that are banged up. And so, you know, you, you can – ideally, you beat Tech. Ideally, you beat both. But a win over Tech, even if you drop the Missouri game, uh, you're, you're still in a really good position. I'm, I've had enough of the Big 12 SEC challenge. It's time for it to go. I, I yeah, think I, I'm out on it. It 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 just seems like we, we've run its course. It's yeah. been ten years. Like we've uh, I don't know. And, and Iowa State's not going to Rupp Arena anytime. That'd be kind of. Fun. I was going to say it, it's become blatantly clear that it's only about getting Kansas and Kentucky to play each other, and right. like really and really nothing else. And that's why I'm kind of just out on it. It's like 
Iowa State's nope. going on the road to Vanderbilt and Auburn and Texas A&M and all these places all the time in the middle of January. Like I've just, I've seen enough. It, it reminds me of one of my favorite stories of, uh, and I hate to share this, but you know, it's past the point of circumstances. I was getting on a plane to go to Oklahoma state with the women's team and, uh, the men were going down to Oxford, Mississippi, uh, to play Mississippi. So this is the, uh, Steve Chrome. 1819. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, our guy, Terrence Lewis forgot, <laughs> forgot his ID and, uh, they didn't allow him to go on the charter flight. So he didn't make that game and he got stuck at the Ames airport. So I forgot all about that. Oh my goodness. And, and people during the game are tweeting, where's T Lou? Where's Terrence Lewis? Yeah. He forgot his ID and that the, the poor, I mean, the TSA did their jobs. They would not let him fly from the Ames airport <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's a weird time. I, I like playing Missouri just cause it, 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 I can bring back the sit down norm chant. Yeah. But other than that, it's it. That's about it at this point. I think I saw it was Kirk Holland who tweeted out that they, uh, Iowa State's gone on the road six of eight times since they moved this to January. Well, and then honestly, other than Kentucky coming to Hilton, who would you really be that excited about? That well, you... I know the last time Tennessee came, it didn't end very well. <laughs> it, did not, it did not go well at all. So I just oh, don't want to see them again. I know that for certain. Oh, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. If, if Kentucky and Kansas want to play, don't they play that game every November anyway? And then, well, yeah, you know, like why, don't or... just play in the champions classic. Yeah. Like we don't just need all that it out. Correct. Well, yeah, it's just, it like Iowa state, you know, the Missouri game is cool. Like I, I it's kind of dumb to do it back to back years, especially since they'd already played a home and home a couple of years ago. So it's just like, it, is just lazy, I think, to continuously have the same teams playing each other. Yeah. But Let's, then, too, it's like, who's who are you going to play? Vanderbilt? Like, they don't even have to put their good teams out there. Yeah. Like, let's let's get, let's get a Minnesota. Yeah. Let's get a Minnesota home and home. Heck, let's play Fred. Like, I was just saying, play Nebraska. Like, play why Nebraska. not play in? Why not bring back some sort of event in Wells Fargo Arena where you're playing? Where oh, you've got oh, Iowa playing Creighton and Iowa State playing Nebraska, and then the next year you do it and wherever you do it in Omaha or something, you know? Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Let me talk to some people. Yeah. Pull some strings, man. I'll, I'll, we... get, I'll, I'll get you 2%, buddy. Hey, there we go. There we go. Well, we got to come up with a catchy name and sell the uh, sponsorship to fairway or that, something. Well, I believe it's the hero game for Iowa, Nebraska. So that's already taken. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I have immense respect for our first responders, so I'm not even going to comment on the, uh, on the heroes game. Oh man. You're welcome. Uh, who, okay. So after, after you've seen basically all these teams in the league, I guess West Virginia is the only team that we haven't seen Iowa state play against yet. Who, if you were going to pick someone besides Iowa state to win the league, who are you picking? I'm going to guess uh, you're going to say Kansas. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I, I don't like, I don't like, I don't that think, I don't like their the team. Roster. They're just not deep. Yeah. I, deep. I, the same thing, same thing I saw when they played in, I, I would say played a C plus game and almost beat them there. I would say didn't play very well and, and right. still almost won. I, I think the, I think Baylor's roster is better and improved it. Well, you saw Bill Self on the sideline in the first half, just act, absolutely say to his coaching staff, these guys are way better than us. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I think TCU is still sneaky, although do they have the wherewithal to actually win it? I'm not sure. Um, K-State impressed me, but I don't know. I mean, they're I don't just think so they're relying on the two guys, the two guys. Yeah, yeah. They just don't have, I'll, I'll say, Hmm. I'll say 
Texas, begrudgingly, I guess. I think they have the fewest weaknesses, and they have multiple bodies that can score. But I think Iowa State's right there. Like I think I, I would say if I'm ranking them right now, I think Texas and Iowa State are one A and one B. And then I'm going, I'm going TCU, Baylor, Kansas, K State, like all, all like in that three to that two and a half region. I like I, I honestly I really like. I haven't dug deep in the schedules of who has who left, but I really like Iowa State's placement right now and its balance one through eight. All right, I'm gonna pull up these next five Big Twelve games. I was go, okay. So at Texas Tech, home against Kansas, at West Virginia, home against Oklahoma State is the next four, and then home against TCU. You're uh, favorite in five, right? I was just say you're probably favorite in all five of the. I, I don't get the West Virginia. I don't understand West Virginia, man. They it makes no metrics. sense to the me. Metrics. Like the the metrics love them. I hate every them. time I watch them. I'm like, this team is no good. I don't know. I don't get it. it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense Joe, to me. Joe, Joe Tucson is going to put up thirty in that game, though. Just probably. Oh, geez. Yeah, and they'll probably be the student section will be out of pocket the entire night <laughs> from the moment that anyone gets into the arena because they've all been drunk since like two o'clock in the afternoon. Listen, uh, I've I've seen really good Iowa State teams go over there and just get buried. So I'm not. I I get it. Maybe that's part of the metrics. Yeah, I, I maybe, but uh, I I think they should probably win on Saturday. I. I don't know if I feel super confident in it, which kind of worries me. I just, I feel like this seems like one of those moments where a lot of the big 12 teams are going to lose. Cause it's just going to be kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, like a deep breath. I agree. Actually, that's a really good point. I would much rather now, like if they're going to get rid of the big 12 sec challenge, I would much rather see them do a bye week in the one Saturday in January, everybody gets one Saturday off. I think that that's a good thing with as good as this league is in my opinion. That's a uh, man. You are full of it. Full of the good. I'm points. good about full of good ideas today. I, yeah. I feel. I, I agree. I mean, it's exhausting. Like it's like one after another. There's no break, and that's why I honestly, that's a really good advice for I think people watching Saturday. I bet the Big Twelve is disappointed. It ever goes. Well, I thought the Big Twelve was the best league in the country, and it's almost going to hurt them in this in this standpoint because the SEC teams are going to be uh, ready to play in a lot of those games. Yeah, it's like Kansas State just played a top 10 game against Iowa State, and now they get to go and play Florida. Like, have fun, fellas, you know. Brutal, yeah. TCU went on the road down field Fieldhouse, and now they got to go to Mississippi State. Like, I yeah. mean, it just is, it's just yep. stupid. You know, it just makes okay. no sense. Let's keep an eye on it. We're, we've got our we've got our home court advantage thing that is returning back to our favor from uh, a couple weeks ago. So the home team has done much better in Big 12 play. Yeah, let's, the, my, I, I, let's put our. I'm putting my money on the SEC teams just from an emotional standpoint. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. The uh, the home win percentage up to sixty percent now, twenty four of forty. Okay. I think I think since the teams went uh, went nine oh, and, and five. one. Yeah, since they went nine and one that one week. Uh, I mean, there's only been seven home wins in the league since then, or I think five home wins in the league or road wins in the league. So there yeah, you go. It, it is definitely uh, evened out. All right, brother. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. All right. Cheers. Thanks, See everybody. Or we'll be back with more uh, with Cyclone Fanatic Radio when we come back, presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biological. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs. And don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. 
Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. iowaclinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And... And don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well... Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cycle Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. Welcome back into the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansbury. Just got done talking, down some, talking about some Iowa State men's basketball with Brent Bloom. Uh, you can catch that on the podcast if you missed it. Uh, it'll be posted here later this evening on CycloneFanatic.com. Now we're going to flip things over, talk a little bit about the Iowa State women. We'll bring in Cyclone Fanatic staff writer Connor Ferguson. Connor, what's going on, man? 
Man, I'm uh, I'm super excited. Uh, we got some big time games coming up for the women. Uh, nothing on the horizon for my sports schedule tonight. I know everyone likes hearing about it, but my teams are doing pretty good. Racing's coming back, but the women have some big games coming up. Don't the uh, isn't the Bush Clash next week? The Bush Clash is next week in the Coliseum. How Pam. excited? How excited are you on a scale of one to ten for the Clash? Oh, man, they well they. They've been hyping the kind of upgrades to the, if you didn't know NASCAR got new cars last year, they've been kind of talking about the upgrades all off season, but they haven't really like came out with what they are. Um, they're working with a muffler uh, because the cars are so loud, but that has made the temperature inside the cockpit even hotter. Um, well, it's, the, co- the cockpit conditions were already a concern. Wasn't everybody yes. getting concussions? Yeah. Well, I mean the temperature of the cockpit. Yeah. Well, but I, yeah, was, well, yeah, your cockpit was quote unquote getting hot as balls. You add the fact that now it's hot as balls to the fact that people were getting concussions and like separated shoulders and stuff in the cars as well. I do not envy being someone involved with designing and upgrading these race cars because it seems like a massive can of worms. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it sounds like I don't think I could... significant changes to things might be a process i i don't think i could come out and like i mean so many times like you trust nascar to find a solution but like if i was very staunch about it i don't think i could choose the solution side like today i just don't know enough and yet we all expect people to make decisions immediately yeah and it'll it'll be fine i mean they'll figure it out right right like eventually they'll figure it out you know there might be some things that people don't like but eventually they'll figure it out it is what it is like hopefully we don't have any more concussions to start the year like we had in things like nascar problems with the car is a pretty significant concern so luckily that would be high on the level of uh of concern of being able to fix things that need fixed yeah (laughs) you know it's it's something right now (laughs) You, you can't do much without the cars. That has to be the least. Promo- that has to be the least promotion I've ever given motorsports on anything I've been on air about. Oh man, yeah, you don't a shot though. It's day to day. They'll they'll figure it out eventually. I think it's like Pro Bowl Sunday, or if they do that on Saturday now, I don't know. But give it a shot. They race uh, NASCARs on like the size of USC's football football field, so uh, it should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, last night was fun for the Iowa State women. 75-35 win over TCU down in Fort Worth. Uh, There's a while I didn't think TCU would score in the third quarter. Yeah, that is a bad night to be a Horn Frog. Only scored five points in the third quarter, seven points in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, just a defensive masterpiece from Iowa State. What did you see from the Cyclones? Yeah, um, that's the second straight game that third straight game, kind of, if you look at uh, the Oklahoma State game, um, they gave up 64 points in that one. Uh, But Kansas and TCU games, the last two, Iowa State's defense is really locked down and the shooting's kind of coming back. I feel like this team changed its identity to play with Stephanie Suarez and with her, obviously, absence for the rest of the year um they've got to kind of shift back to what they did well at and kind of remember uh who they were which is i was gonna say easier said than done yeah yeah yeah, that's a better phrase i was gonna say evidently but um like if you look at it 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 isn't hard to just go back to a run and gun throw up the three style basketball they're i mean they're changing a lot of what they're doing and they're doing it right before a big stretch and the last three games have been super big uh results for them but the next three home games um are like the biggest ones of the year yeah 
<clears throat> yeah, they got the the three uh, the three headed monster of the league coming in here over the next couple of weeks. But uh, it seemed like Ashley Jones got back to herself a little bit last night. Uh, how many points? Nineteen points, fourteen rebounds, uh, had two steals, three assists. Much more efficient offensively. I think you can see you've been able to see over these last couple of weeks. She has really struggled with getting back to to playing the way she was before they had Stephanie. Uh, do you feel like she's getting more comfortable in that role again now? Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, I didn't think she was, I think she's like too unselfish in that role playing with Steph. Um, not to play with her, but she was being too unselfish at times. And that was kind of leading to some of the offensive hiccups that you guys might've seen as a fan. Um, but coming back now, it, you know, everyone's kind of taken a little bit more of the shouldering. Um, last year it was, more Ashley and the year before was way more Ashley. So to get that averaged out and to get what they got this week and in the last uh, three games specifically, like um, no one, hardly any of the starters played in the fourth quarter at all. I think they might've combined for like three or four minutes and Lexi playing the point guard. But I mean, they, they got rest last night and they're fundamentally a really good team. All right, Saturday, they've got Oklahoma coming into town. Oklahoma's number 14 in the AP poll. Uh, and then they go on the road next week to Manhattan, Kansas. Then the following Saturday, they've got Baylor and Ames, trip to Morgantown the next Saturday. Uh, and then they go to Texas, or they have Texas coming into town the week after that. Um, man, I saw this week that this was the first time ever that there isn't a single women's basketball team from Texas ranked in the AP poll. Did you see yeah, that? I did see that stat. I was walking out of uh, interviews with Randy the other day. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty incredible. But uh, Oklahoma's playing good ball right now. Obviously, uh, the, the Sooners got the Cyclones that, that first time. That was the, the afternoon that Stephanie got, lost, got hurt for the year. Uh, what, you know, that was a weird game, I think, because of the, the factors with the injury in the middle. But what needs to happen for Iowa State to be able to win this game on Saturday? I mean, you're going to have to outshoot them and play that defense. You play that defense that they've played in the last couple games, um, they'll win this one. That's uh, Oklahoma doesn't – they can make baskets. They can do that stuff. But when they're making baskets, you're coming back down and shooting the same amount as they are. So if you can shoot well in this game, um, make it a shootout and, and play that defense that you want to play that badly, um, that's kind of the key to winning it. But – I was going to tell you, Texas will probably be back in the top 25. They beat Oklahoma last oh, night. Okay. Okay. Um, so this game Saturday though, will the winner will be tied with Texas at the top of the conference. Okay. There we go. Uh, all right. Let's flip it back over to the men's side. I want to take, I want to get your scale of one to 10 temperature for these big 12 SEC games. What's your level of excitement. Okay. Well, let me do it on a Fahrenheit scale. If we're doing temperature one to 10. All right. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it on the Fahrenheit scale. You can do it on the Fahrenheit right. scale. Uh, Texas going on the road to Tennessee. All right. That, that is, uh, that is a uh, 74, but only cause it will be, it will have too much orange. It's like the heat's brought down by the orange. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, it works. Well, against these, these rankings are going to be some, or the, your temperature is going to be something else. Cause that's by far the best game of the weekend. So I know I'm, I'm well aware. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, I, I think Tennessee probably wins that game. Te that's a really good team. Texas is having to go play. Uh, all right. Iowa state at Missouri. 
All right. So this one I already had determined it's a 50 because of the circumstances coming in. Um, the worst dang day to do a conference challenge anywhere in the conference season. Stupid. Absolutely dumb. I cannot stress that enough. So I hate that. Um, now it is the telephone trophy game. I'm putting it at a 50. If Missouri would buck up and bring the telephone trophy out, we don't even have to technically play for it. Missouri Missouri owes it to Iowa State. They've beaten them enough in basketball over the last few years. But if they brought that trophy out and set it next to the court, it's a good 96. But right now it's a 50. So someone get down to Missouri's athletic department, tell them to find the supply closet they're putting that thing in and get it back out here. Do you think they know where it is? No, absolutely. Well, yeah. I bet I they do. I bet do they you, do. They, dude, they requested to not play Kansas in the bowl game. Like, they, that school has so many people. I thought that, Kansas didn't want to play Missouri. I think Kansas no, didn't was, want to no, play No, Missouri. it was Missouri. Okay. I'm 85%. Sure. Okay, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, yeah. Because Missouri was getting the heat from Iowa fans from a couple years ago and everything else. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, you're right. Need the telephone trophy. We need it back. Uh, all right, Kansas State hosting Florida. What a... What a stinker. Have fun, Kansas State. Yeah, 65. Florida has cool uniforms. That'll that'll look okay. <laughs> Kansas State's going to Kansas going to Rep Arena to play Kentucky. Now this one's a 97 because Kansas could win this game 100 to 40, and it would be very funny. <laughs> and it won't it's not even a great Kansas team, but to, for them to break a three-game losing streak by beating one of the worst Kentucky teams in this century, it'd be awesome. Uh, and in the, in the meantime, Oscar Shibway would have that Kentucky would score 48 points. Oscar Shibway would have 34 of them with 28 rebounds. It would be like, like the, it'd be like the LeBron highlights against the Clippers. Like, wow, look at that big dunk by LeBron. He's got 40 now. It's a miracle. And it's like the Lakers are losing by 25. What are we talking about here? Well, LeBron don't got my LeBron don't got much help right now, but neither does Oscar. So so my idea for LeBron is if they, oh, if they sign him to a multi-year deal and tell him that we're going to get everyone around you to help you, and then they get him to take like a team-friendly salary, but like a week later trade him. <laughs> well, there's, prote- there's protections in the NBA. There's protections in the NBA where they can't. Oh, that's bad. After you yeah. sign a contract, you can't trade them until December 15th. That's fine. December 16th on the books. I think LeBron is going to try and go and play wherever he thinks he can play with his son. Then sign his son. I don't he's, care. He's a this free point, agent after this year, play. isn't he? Isn't he a free agent think, after this year? I'm pretty sure because watch Bronny's. Bronny's going to Ohio State, and LeBron's going back to Cleveland. Oh man, that's what's going to happen. Because you know LeBron's going to be pulling up at those games. Like LeBron's not going to miss out on an opportunity. No, hold on. I did to see go and sit courtside at, at the Ohio State games. I'm going to bring this 100% back full circle. I did see a graphic comparing the closest school to the four NFL playoff teams, and San Jose State is the closest to Brock Purdy and the 49ers. So what if LeBron goes to the Warriors, plays with Steph, they win 89 games, and I know there's only 82 in the regular season. I'm including the playoffs here. We'll make yep. it 94. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They, they win a bunch of games, and uh, his kid plays at San Jose State and wins a Mountain West title. Who wouldn't want that? Do you know who the coach is at San Jose State? I do. Oh, man, I should. It's Tim, Tim Miles, the former Nebraska oh, coach. 
they did a game like two weeks ago where he was mic'd up the entire game and it was him. They didn't have like analysis or anything. It was just Tim miles coaching was the commentary. Did, did it do well? Uh, well, I mean, I think it was like on CBS sports network plus or something like that. You know, it's like I'm mountain, just, I, it's mountain West basketball and San Jose state, I think stinks anyway. Oh, so. so it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a thing that was like experimental. It was like, we don't have anyone to cover the game. So oh just, no, it was probably absolutely a thing that's experimental. Like, okay. Hey, no one's going to watch this game anyway. So like, what if we just try something, you know? which I can respect the idea. I'm always down for somebody who says, Hey, why don't we just try something? Especially when it's something that nobody really cares about anyway, which San Jose state basketball would probably fall into that category. All right. TCU uh, going on the road to Starkville to play Mississippi state. Do you remember when Iowa state had to go to, to Mississippi state during the COVID year? No, but I remember the Ole Miss game really well. Cause I was playing hockey that weekend. Oh yeah. Okay. That was the 18, 19 team. This was the next, or. Uh, this would have been two years after that. This would have been the year they went 0 and 18. I think they lost by 50 points in to Mississippi State. I think I didn't watch a single second of it and looked at the score after and was like, "Yep, yeah, that makes sense." I'm gonna guess that a lot of people probably felt that way. How do you feel about the Horn Frogs going in the into Starkville? And you know, Mississippi State's a, a great team. Drake beat them uh, last in December. Were they uh, one of the last undefeated teams? They must have played a horrible non-conference schedule. Yeah, they didn't play a great one, but they were ranked 15th when Drake beat them. That's all I remember. Had a big 1-5 next to their name, and Drake knocked them off. Uh, uh, strength of non-conference. Yeah, number 322 in the country in non-conference schedule. Their is, number where's three, that at? Right next to Iowa? <laughs> uh, they're number 340 in effective field goal percentage, number 354 in team three-point percentage, number 355 last in the nation in team free throw percentage. You know what, Jared, you give me their December 22nd stats and they've lost December 18th. And you give me those stats and, tell and they've me lost eight of nine with their one win being a home win over arch rival Mississippi. Who's barely a top 100 team on Kempa. That's what that Drake defense does to you. Anyways, maybe they get a big win and upset TCU. It is at Starkville. Yeah. You think they'll bring in Brandon that, Walker for it, some magic? It, it would be really funny if last week I called that K, that TCU is going to go to Kansas and win, because, but it also seems like a very TCU thing for them to go to Mississippi State and lose. You That's know? what I was thinking. Yeah. I'll, yeah give that would make one, sense. I'll give this one a 75. Uh, I'd say this is the second best game of the day, Baylor playing Arkansas in, in Waco. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. They're, I mean – I don't remember an Arkansas team that didn't have grit and I love their head coach. So I'll, I'll go 91. Man. The, you remember when Bobby Portis yeah. in the Razorbacks came to, I have his rookie card. Yeah. That was a good one, man. That was a good one. Uh, Bryce John Jones popped off in that game. Uh, all right. Oklahoma state's playing Mississippi. Well, we know they're not any good since we just looked at Mississippi state's metrics and, and they've lost what what's Mississippi lost. I had, I just had this pulled up. The record's one, nine and 11. Yeah. They've won one, three of their last one, two, three, four, or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. They've won three of their last 14 games. And the three wins were against South Carolina, who again is her, is horrendous. Number two forty-seven on Ken Palm. Temple and Valparaiso. They beat Valpo. <laughs> Dang Valley, what are we doing? What'd you think of your, of your guy Steve Probe going off on the Valley officials the other night? Uh, dude, I I sent I, I got some Twitter minions that I sent to uncover the Zapruder films. I haven't gotten anywhere with it yet. 
Oh man, we need it was gonna more. be it was gonna be a great blog. I had like the intro written. Yeah, we need more information on that. Does Oklahoma State beat beat Mississippi in uh, in in Stillwater? I think so. My temperature for this game is twenty five. Avery Anderson will go one for fifteen from the field since he made all of his shots last week. Cool. Uh, oh man, the only like good thing about that game was like down the stretch. I was like, I'm kind of rooting for Avery Anderson to hit like two more threes. So Jared. No. Asked- Give away no. a kiss. He got to four, right? I thought he only had three. I can't okay. remember. It was something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. West Virginia hosting Auburn. Probably should win, but I feel like the Mountaineers, the metrics have thought the Mountaineers are going to win a lot of games, and they've not, so, not done growing so. Up, growing up, I hardly knew anything about West Virginia, but they have a lot of rivalries with a lot of random schools, and I feel like Auburn is definitely one of them that their fans can hate. Yeah, I feel like West Virginia people just hold grudges. It might not be a rivalry, but yeah, there's probably a game in the 90s or 2000s where a big brawl (laughs) broke out, and they're going to throw back to it right as the broadcast goes, and it flashes into the student section. You just know that West Virginia is one of those, like, because West Virginia itself is a random school, you know, like a pretty pretty random school. But they just, you know that they've got, they're a lot like Iowa State in this sense, where they'll have myths with people that they will hold forever. You know, like it's been 20 whatever years since the thing with Michigan State. And if Iowa State got an opportunity to play Michigan State, Iowa State fans would be out for blood. You know, it don't matter. It's like, oh, we're playing Michigan State tonight. All right, we're locked in. That's what it'll be for West Virginia. For some reason, some point, they got slighted by Auburn. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's West Virginia's awakening. They beat Texas Tech this week. They did. Texas Tech freaking stinks, dude. West they, Virginia's they, back. Their people keep getting hurt. Pop Isaacs got hurt last night. Uh, Oze, uh, Oklahoma hosts Alabama. Oh, geez. It's a college football playoff matchup. Al- Alabama might. Yeah, it might go about just like a college football playoff matchup would. Uh, let me tell you that. I think that Alabama probably, you know, r- roll it up on that one. And then Texas Tech going on the road to LSU. Uh, neither one of these teams is any good. I don't even think we need a prediction. Th- this no, is, uh, no, this is, might... this is freezing on the Fahrenheit scale. That might, I wish that wasn't at one o'clock, right? Smack dab at the same time, the Iowa state game. Um, why are you doing this challenge throughout the day? If the games aren't staggered, what are you doing? What are what in the world are you? Well, Brett, thinking? What's the point? What's the point? It's there's none. There is none. Thank God. Is Iowa state's game on ESPN U or ESPN it's plus on, it's on the dose. Oh, on the dose. Okay. Okay. Deuce. Yeah, the deuce. Yeah, the deuce. Well, I mean, I guess the dose. Um, no, this game, Texas Tech LSU might be the best game of the day because you're watching two teams that significantly struggle at playing basketball. And those are the best games to watch. Remember when Ben Simmons and LSU beat Oklahoma that year? And it was like the biggest win LSU basketball had had in who did Oklahoma have? Wasn't that the year they had Buddy Healed? It couldn't have been. It maybe it was the year after that, and they had, they had it, yeah, it was like when they had like Jordan Woodard and all those guys. Like they were still a good remember, team, but not near the same. You know, I don't remember watching that one in the last two years of Buddy Hield's career. I think I watched like every game he played. I loved watching Buddy Hield. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and learn, figure and figure more out about that game because there was something crazy about that game that for some reason it was just absolutely lit at LSU, and Ben Simmons hit a game winner, hit a jumper. I stand by my take that in the NBA redraft and that day I would have taken him number one. Well, yeah. I mean that day you're like, dang, this guy's different, you know? And then you did, you realize that apparently he only takes jump shots against Oklahoma in the big 12 sec challenge it's and like, never attempts them at any other time. 
Oh, you're talking about Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Are you talking, I was about, talking about Buddy Heald? No, oh, don't, Buddy Heald. Yeah. Oh, I know okay. one, no one out there. If you think I was taking Ben Simmons number one in anything, don't, don't believe that propaganda. Isn't he? So he's afraid to shoot the basketball, right? I mean, yeah, basically. Is that what Niang was chirping him about last night? I don't know what Niang. Who knows what Niang was chirping him about last night, my man? Niang's a hockey player on the basketball court. It's the best. He is. He is. All right, Connor. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. Thank you for letting me give all this analysis. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you guys again soon on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by the Iowa State University Foundation here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.